Chapter 7 Tristan tightened his hand into a fist under the table as the other knights and his king discussed the upcoming venture to his uncle's kingdom. He knew what his uncle was planning to do was wrong, but they talked as if Tristan had held part in it. He was loyal to King Arthur, more so than he was to his cruel uncle. How could Arthur doubt him now? Would he be left behind due to their belief he would see Arthur dead? Tristan, Arthur intoned, bringing him back to the meeting. The room had gone silent, and all had looked to him. Yes, my king? Tristan asked, his voice roughened with emotion. Did you hear me? Arthur asked him, a frown crossing his handsome face. Tristan shook his head. I am sorry. I admit I did not. Pay attention, Lancelot said, jokingly, giving him a cuff to the ear. He was grinning ear to ear, the fool. Tristan looked back to his king. Arthur inclined his head once. I said you shall travel with me to Tintagel, with a handful of other knights. Lancelot and your cousin Galahad will be left in charge while I am away, Arthur announced boldly. Shock ran through Tristan as he heard his king's words. Arthur trusted him still. He relaxed back into his seat even as glances were still flicked his way. If his king trusted him, then that was all that mattered. What shall you do about sinking a bride? Kay asked loudly with a charming grin. Tristan watched as King Arthur's face flushed with bright red colour and stumbled over what he had been saying. From what I hear, you have someone in mind, Kay carried on. You were even called to her side to rescue her when she fell ill. This was the first time Tristan had heard one of the knights speak aloud of the king's interest in a lady. But then Sir Kay was good friends with Arthur. The knight had been pushing Arthur to find such a lady. Kay, Gawain interjected in protest. Now is not the time when war is upon us. Arthur cleared his throat and all eyes turned to him. I will address this shortly. Let it be known I have taken it upon myself to seriously consider the fate of this kingdom by giving it a queen, and in the future another king. He looked slightly embarrassed, but nonetheless kingly as he held his chin high. And so forth we have yet to formally make a statement of court to a lady. But I shall tell all of you as my good friends and trusted knights. Soon I shall make it known that you will have your wish in a queen. The room erupted in gleeful cheers and whistling. Tristan joined in. Arthur soon raised his hands as the room started to quiet. "'Who will be the lucky lady?' Gawain asked, echoed by Gareth. "'I am not sure if all of you are aware of a lady who has come to the castle a short while again, one that caused trouble at one of our last meetings,' Arthur said with a faint smile touching his lips. Tristan was happy for Arthur, could tell this woman was something special to him by the way he spoke of her and the light that touched his eyes. Then Tristan's eyes widened. Surely the king was not talking about the hellion that had scratched him up, the madwoman Lancelot had brought back from the market. Arthur saw the look of panic on Tristan's face and nodded. Aye, the very one, Tristan. Lady Guinevere is who I have taken an interest to. Tristan felt his jaw slide south. Shall you marry the first lady that tweaks your interest before you have sampled the lovely maids of this great land? Sir Kay asked jokingly, but it was too late. The idea of other possible marriage partners was planted, and the other knights began to think of who else could be put before the king. You can always keep her at your side, Arthur, in your bed. But can a mage? Sir Kay spat the last word. Truly become our queen? Kay may not have noticed, but Tristan had seen the anger flash in King Arthur's eyes. That sent a chill creeping over his body in fear, before Arthur's hand shot out and grabbed Sir Kay around the throat. The act of violence shocked more than just Sir Kay who had never been on the receiving end of Arthur's anger before, but all the knights surrounding the table. Morgan smiled darkly as she turned away from the door where she had overheard the knights and King Arthur speaking of going to Tintagel. She could use this in her favour, 
and make sure things went the way she needed them to. She walked away before she heard more, as the rest was unimportant to her. She now knew what she needed to do, and it would make sure that woman would never be near Arthur again.